I am Brooklyn-based psychotherapist Nikita Banks, and I am your host of the Black Therapist Podcast. The Black Therapist Podcast is the podcast where we discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. If you would like to reach out to us for feedback or show suggestions, show topics, please feel free to contact us at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to new or past episodes on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. If you are having trouble listening to us on your preferred platform, or if you want us to be on a platform that we're not currently on, make sure that you send us a private message on our Instagram page at Black Therapist Podcast, or you can just drop us a message or send us an email at blacktherapistpodcast.com. If you want insider tips, resources, and access to our free mental health course, make sure that you text Get Happy to 66866. And my new book, Finding Happy, Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Not Steal Your Joy, is available right now on Amazon. You can go to our website or go to our Instagram pages and click the link and purchase because we want to help you get your relationships together for 2018 and beyond. Please be mindful that this episode and all of the information that we provide here is just a resource and a tool to help get you started on your mental health journey. If you are feeling any mental health distress or you are having any significant issues, please feel free to reach out to us so that we can find you a mental health provider in your area. Okay, let's go. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Black Therapist Podcast. Now, okay, so if you have been listening to the podcast, you know that I've been playing like old interviews and like, um, I don't know, remixing some content from other places. My dog is here. Um, and if you are watching us on either our YouTube channel or in our academy, then you just see my dog just come up because he wants to sit on me. Hi, Theo. Theo says hi, guys. Um, then you notice that I have on our brand new merchandise, Master Your Mind t-shirts, right? So if you want... <laughs> our t-shirts because let me tell you a story about the t-shirts so what happened was um i posted a picture of one of our other t-shirts which is your mind is my business in black and gray to our social media account and then everybody was like i love the t-shirt i want the t-shirt so if you want the t-shirt what you have to do is send me an email to blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com or send me a DM, slide right up in my DM and let me know what sizes you want the t-shirt in and what colors. We have uh, Master Your Mind t-shirts, which is what I have on now, uh, it, available in white writing, black writing, gold, and like a, like a light, like a pink gold. I don't know what that is. Rose gold, pink, right? And we have black t-shirts available, red t-shirts available, blue t-shirts available, <laughs> army green, a bright green, a gray, and then we have a few of like the baseball style jersey t-shirts available, which is like black and gray. There's white and red and gray and and white i hate white t-shirts because i'm a dirty girl so i didn't buy any white t-shirts but i guess if you want them in white we can get them in white so there is that if you want the damn t-shirts <laughs> not damn t-shirts if you want the t-shirts make sure that you uh hit me up 
Also, someone has jumped into my DM in my, and asked me for my PayPal. And I've never linked a PayPal to the account because what am I asking for money for, right? I don't know. But if you want my PayPal to send us some monies, you can also slide into my DM for that. Now, the Black Therapist podcast shop is being built as we speak. And my assistant has told me that the the site will be up and running in less than a week as long as I do what I need to do, which is take pictures of the damn t-shirts. So, it, and, and we're going to be able to set it up um, according to her, where you could just shop from the Instagram, which would be great. So on, on at Black Therapist Podcast, that's where all of the t-shirts will be shown and sold and etc. But I'm really excited to have um, podcast merchandise. The next step is we have mugs and I'm going to post them up as soon as they are made as well as uh, wine glasses because I just, I, you know, I'm a therapist. I drink. So I have, I have wine glasses and stuff like that that we're going to put on the merchandise shop. So I cannot wait for the site to be up. It should be up in about a week, okay? However, I haven't really had time to invest in building that site because I have been building our premium course, which is Finding Happy Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Not Steal Your Joy, as well as our mini course that is available right now for free 99 If you want to improve your relationships, uh, that course is a good place to start and because of it we're going to get right into this show right now so we can tell you why uh, we talk about a particular issue that we talk about in the course and we cover that on this week's episode. Also, also, also over the next four weeks we are going to go live from my Instagram page at on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Because those who voted counted, I put up a post in my stories that I was going to be going live for the next four weeks talking about all things relationships. And I had two topics that I was going to cover with you guys one-on-one. Number one was um, the thing that we're going to cover today, which is attachment disorders or attachment styles how uh, how your family of origin creates who you are attracted to and who you want to be attached to. And so we're going to talk about that today, but we're going to talk to that more, I'm not going to say more in depth, but I'll be able to take questions if you listen to the show on live. I'll, I'll do like a brief overview and then we will discuss it at 3 p.m. on my Instagram page. Um... And yeah, I'm going to also do, go live on Instagram and Facebook. So if you're not following us on our Facebook page, you should be. That's that. If you want to join our mini course, slide up into my DMs. Shoot me an email at Black Therapist Podcast so you can get the mini course. The mini course is just a smidgen of what we cover in the main course. And, and honestly, it's completely different. <laughs> but, um, but it's a smidgen of why you need to start to renegotiate and make healthy relationship choices in 2019 make this the last year of struggle we won't make you fuck boy proof in 2019 you hear me we want to make you fuck boy proof in 2019 okay um and so yeah that that's i hope i covered everything i, I think i covered mostly what i wanted to cover and so we're going to get into today's episode right now 
So as I stated, I've been away because I've been doing a few things. Number one, we launched our mini course, Healthy Relationships for Boss Chicks. Uh, learn relationship cheat codes in 20 minutes or less a day. It says 20 minutes a day, but 20 minutes or less a day. And we are launching our premium course, Finding Happy, finally. <laughs> Initially, I was going to open up the course on February 10th. And it still would, it's still open. It started opening on February 10th and close it once we had enough people in there for the one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. Once they are filled, I was going to close it. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to close it when the one-on-ones fill up and or offer the discount code uh, and expires when we reach our first 100 people. Whichever comes first. Now, if you want the discount code, there are three ways you can get it. One, to be on our mailing list. And to do that, you can send me an episode at blacktherapistpodcast.com. Nope. At, well, you can do it at blacktherapistpodcast.com. But you can also do it at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into our DMs. Text get happy, all one word, to 66866. And if you want to take our course, duh, the link is in the bio. So that's more than three ways. I said three ways, but that was literally like five ways. Uh, link in the bio, email us, go on the website, sign up to a mailing list, text us, and DM us, right? So I think it was five ways, right? So if you want to get into the course and you haven't already, get started. It's amazing. We do the course in five Beyonce themed lessons where we uh i give you a theme song <laughs> uh and we talk about the five reasons that you need to make health and happiness the forefront of all of your relationships right now and not wait okay so yeah this is what we're doing in uh in the mini course so inside our mini course we cover a number of topics we will talk about how to improve not only your relationships or romantic relationships, but we give you strategies to help you improve them all. You can take these tips into the bedroom or into the boardroom and it will be just as effective if you are willing to do the work and stick with it. Okay. Now in the mini course, we cover a number of topics, but here are the five. Uh, number one is how isolation is stopping you from getting the life you deserve and how the power of strong social support is the key to true wellness. Finding the right tribe is the key to being the star of your own life. That's number two. The transformative power of relationships and the importance of who you associate with and how that can help you find your purpose and catapult you to live a life of your true destiny. Number four, the necessity and healing nature of platonic affectionate touch and the tricks touch psychology play on the mind when it comes to romantic love and the healing power of relationships and how they contribute to our overall health outcomes and how some of us are literally dying of loneliness. So these are the five lessons that we cover. Um, oh, there's also an intro of intro lesson and we make the case of why you need to be fuckboy free and stop being with the shits 
<laughs> your relationship. That said, one of my favorite bonuses in the course is what we will talk about on the show today. Our free mini course has two bonuses and one of my favorite bonuses in the course is what we'll talk about on the show today. It is an attachment style quiz and it's based on attachment theory. <laughs> the attachment theory is a psychological theory that states who we are attached to and what measurements we use for love is set in our childhood. So who you love as an adult is a replica of the relationships we experience with our caregivers in childhood. There are four attachment styles, secure, avoidant, ambivalent, and disorganized. Attachment is set by your relationship with your primary caregiver. If you have a parent or guardian who are not very responsive to our needs, or if we have experienced neglect, abuse, or uh, maltreatment in childhood, according to attachment, it makes us more prone to be with someone who gives us the same types of treatment as we become adults. And we become used to the treatment we accept from our family of origin and look to replicate that in our romantic relationships. But attachment theorists also believes that our attachment is set in stone and it also informs who we become as parents. Okay? So yes, we have to really think about our family of origin. And, you know, everybody in, in psychology or in science, there's a theory on nature versus nurture or both. This is a psychological theory that really goes back to the family of origin. And it looks at how who we were raised by affects who we're attracted to. So let's talk about the four attachment styles, what they mean and how they translate to why we love who we love and why we're attracted to what we're attracted to. Secure attachment is when a mother is very responsive to her child's needs. These parents are quick and sensitive and consistent in their caregiving. Um, they, they demonstrate that they, the child demonstrates secure attachment by feeling safe enough to explore the world and engage in play, but being able to come back to the mother. The mother's proximity creates what is called a secure base. A space of security for which the child feels free to explore the world but then come back to her these children um, believe that their needs are going to be met and they have trust in their parents that they are going to take care of their biological needs and be responsive to what they need as a parent so if they cry the parent is going to comfort them avoiding attachment is made when a mother is distant and engaged in neglectful and non-responsive behavior. The mother may be present, but shows little or no interest in playing with the child or you know, dealing with them emotionally. Prefers to play with an object rather than people. The child prefers to deal with an object rather than people. And the child is very distant from the mother emotionally. An example of this is when a child who doesn't care if their needs are met by the mother or not, or a child is aloof or emotionally distant not affectionate, withdrawn. The child has a subconscious belief that their needs are more than likely not gonna be met. So why even bother crying? It makes them insecure, mistrusting, and paranoid. It is very hard to be open and vulnerable and trusting of the world around you if you don't trust that your needs are going to be met by your family of origin. 
So these are children that have been neglected by their parents. Ambivalent or anxious attachment. <clears throat> this is made when the parent is inconsistent. Sometimes they do respond, sometimes they don't. <clears throat> Responses occur on the mother's terms or whether she feels like it. In other words, when she feels like being responsive, she does. Her availability is also inconsistent. And the changes in, in response are, are sometimes neglectful and sometimes responsive. The child feels that he doesn't know whether he, or not he can trust the parent. So he feels very anxious. Sometimes the response is very neglectful and it creates confusion. A child often seeks to get their needs met, but isn't always sure if they will be. And this makes the child uncomfortable and anxious in unfamiliar settings. The child is anxious as if they are anticipating separation even before it occurs. This child does not feel secure. And even when his or her parent is present, the child desires that his or her mother give them attention all the time, comfort and proximity, but also rejects it. They themselves are inconsistent, avoidant, anxious, insecure, and angry. Now, as I listen to this, or as I, as I say this out loud, this reminds me a lot of like borderline personality disorder development. So I'm going to talk about the four personalities that you should stay away from if you are trying to um, create an attachment. As I stated, we're going to do four weeks of live, um, four weeks of, of live shows. And one of those shows, we're going to talk about the four personality types that you should avoid. But this attachment style, it seems to lead right into like borderline behaviors, uh, paranoid behaviors when it comes to relationships. That whole inconsistency can create a, a, a very disturbed emotional development where you want to be in a relationship, but you don't know. You, you want to be close to somebody, but you don't really know. And it sounds very borderline-y, um, histrionic-y thing. And I know I'm throwing out these terms and you don't know what they are, but if you come to our Thursday chat on either our Facebook page or our Instagram page, you will learn what they are. But these are personalities that either you want to avoid or look out for while you're out there trying to date and connect. And these are also personalities that may be present in some of the people in our family that we are trying to connect to. So there's that. Ooh, narcissism. I can definitely see narcissism um, developing from this as well, but you stay tuned. So the next attachment is disorganized attachment is made when a parent is erratic, frightening, passive, and intrusive. This creates severe confusion in children. Children become pathological and disengaged. This is caused by extreme neglect. This is a defensive strategy of the mother's lack of response. Why bother reaching out when nothing ever happens? Frightened or frightening behavior passivity and intrusiveness the mother's extreme and erratical behavior makes it difficult for the child to form coherent coping strategies a mother is like a mirror to her child 
And when a child looks at his mother and sees something incomprehensible, the child has no way to understand him or herself or his or her behavior. This sounds like narcissism. These infants are more often maltreated and seen in what is deemed to be a high-risk population, uh, extreme poverty, uh, drug-addicted parents, alcoholic parents, um, neglect, etc., so what does this mean for us as adults? There is a theory that states whatever our attachment type is in childhood also locks in the type of person we are and the type of parent we will become. Now, I'm not sure if I agree with this or disagree with this. I think that I am a completely different mother from my mother. And, but I also think that I've done a lot more, you know, no shade to my mama. I've done a lot more internal self-work. I don't think my mother has ever gone to therapy. Um, I wouldn't know, but I don't believe so. It's never been talked about. I don't think that... Uh, like, I'm not sure outside of going to church what internal self-exploration my mother has done. And so... And all of her children are older, right? She's raising my nephew. But... Um, my mother comes from the school of parenting that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, my kids... All out, they're all out of my house and they're, you know, relatively function, <laughs> relatively functional human beings. And, um, you know, they ain't dead. I ain't killed them yet. Nobody else killed them. I think I'm a pretty successful black mama, right? But in terms of like, um, being emotionally responsive to our emotional development, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And so... My mother has a particular personality type that I think I grew up kind of insecurely attached, thinking that sometimes she would respond, sometimes she wouldn't. I don't know. Attachment is supposed to be set um, from the ages of birth to like two years old. Like that's when the studies were measured in those responses. And how the studies were conducted was, let's say if you put a kid in a room with two women, attachment was also only based on parenting, on mother, the, the parenting model of the mother, which I think is, I think it's, it's missing half of the story, right? Because they're in two parent households, there are two separate caregivers, right? In multi-generational multi households, there's more than one caregiver, right? Um, so the more people you introduce to the, the situation, the more inconsistent the parenting styles are going to be, right? But, um, I think, I think I'm a different kind of mother than my mother. So I don't know that I completely agree that your parenting style is dictated by your, your parenting attachment style. But I do believe that my sister is more in line with the treatment that she received. I also believe that parenting was different from my, my older sister to myself to my younger brother. Because... I was parented mostly exclusively by my mother. My sister was parented mostly exclusively by my grandmother. 
Uh, my mother's going to dis dispute that. But this is just kind of, you know, we all have different recollections of things. I wasn't there when my mother, when my sister was one to two years old because I wasn't born yet. But from what I understand, my grandmother was a lot more of a caregiver. My mother was a, a, a single mom, but she was also in school and she was also a teenage mother. So my grandmother took up a lot of that slack. By the time that I came, my grandmother didn't want to be bothered with, <laughs> with the two of us, and I was a pain in the ass. So my mother did a lot of the raising with me, but my father was also in the household for a time um, through that one to two year period. And my brother's upbringing was completely different because he and I are nine years apart. Um, he and my sister are 14 or 13 years apart. And like he was raised by my mother, but he spent a lot of significant time with myself and my sister. So his attachment stuff was a, was was different. So even though the three of us are born in the same household, I think that we have the same, we have different parenting styles. And I also think that because, you know, we are two women, you know, we are the mamas and he's the daddy. I think that we have completely different perspectives. So it's hard for me to say without giving them an attachment quiz. Like, hey, family, take this attachment quiz and see where you fall, right? Without taking a damn attachment quiz. I and, and diagnosing them, I don't really know what their experience is, but I have taken the attachment quiz myself. But I also think at this point in my life, it's easy for me to cheat the quiz. It's easy for me to cheat. Now, because of a lot of the self-work that I've done, I believe that I'm more securely attached than insecure. But I think I wish that I had the results to my test that I took when I was in college and I was first learning about these things. Um, so, yeah, I still think I'm I, like, I, I think that I'm I don't think that I'm perfect. I think that I'm I'm secure enough to not be pathological in some respects. But I have a, I still have a lot of bad behaviors. I don't want anybody to think that I don't have bad behaviors in relationships. I really do. So, yeah. I also think that because my sister has a, a parenting style that's a little bit like my mother's, but she also has more children than me, I think that certain personality types respond to person, certain person, certain personality responses perspectives or responses um i don't think that attachment theory takes into account our unique personal development our intelligence our predisposition to personality types and our individual uh um ability for resilience the same treatment of two children in the same household may manifest two very different responses based on temperament and um outcomes that are different, right? So my siblings and I are completely different. Um, but we were born in different circumstances and we have unique personality responses and we're just different people, period, right? So I think that for me, it allowed me to process information differently and absorb the information into my personality differently than just what's on this paper. Now, with that said, I do believe that attachment styles are crucial to understanding what we attract and who we attract and our behaviors in attraction. 
As adults, these personality types develop in the following way. As grown-ups, when we are securely attached, we have a positive view of self and others. Securely attached people tend to agree with the following statements. It is relatively easy for me to become emotionally close to others. I am comfortable depending on others and having others depend on me. I don't worry about being alone or others not accepting me. This style of attachment usually results from a history of warm and responsive interactions with their parents. Securely attached people tend to have a positive view of themselves and their attachments, healthy self-esteem, healthy self-love, and healthy self-investment. They also tend to have positive views of their relationships. Often they report greater satisfaction and adjustment in their relationships than people who have other attachment styles. Securely attached people feel comfortable both with intimacy and independence. Secure attachment and adaptive functioning are promoted by a caregiver who is emotionally available and approximately responsive to his or her child's attachment needs. As well as they are capable of regulating both his or her positive negative emotions. That means that there are not a lot of emotional outbursts. They're not beating you. <laughs> they're, not, they're not tearing you up whenever you do something wrong. They are emotionally and uh, physically responsive to your needs. Um, and they're loving, right? My family was not warm, loving, but I've never, I've never gone hungry. I've never not been clean. I've never not, like I didn't never have to worry about a meal or where we were going to live or any of those things. Like I've always had the secu security of being secure in my family. And I always know if I needed something, my mother would get it, get it for me. Or I'd ask my daddy, or I'd ask my, my grandfather or somebody. It was always somebody there to give me the things that I needed. Um, so, yeah. So, insecurely attached people are preoccupied with negative view of self and positive view of others. People with anxious, preoccupied attachment types tend to agree with the following statements. I want to be completely emotionally intimate with others. But I often find that others are reluctant to get as close as I would like. And I am uncomfortable being without close relationships. But I sometimes worry that others don't value me as much as I value them. That sounds like me in the past. People with this style of attachment seeks high level of intimacy, approval, and responsiveness from their attachment figure. For their parent, right? They sometimes value intimacy to such an extreme that they become overly dependent on an attachment figure. Compared with securely attached people, people who are anxious or preoccupied with attachment tend to have less positive views about themselves. They feel a sense of anxiousness that only exceeds when they are in contact with an attachment figure. They often doubt their worth as a person and blame themselves for the attachment figure's lack of responsiveness people who are anxious or preoccupied with attachment may have high levels of emotional expressiveness emotional dysregulation worrying and impulsiveness that their relationships are going to fail i'm gonna put a pin in that for now dismissive avoidant attachment types 
They have a positive view of self and a negative view of others. People with a dismissive style of avoidant attachment tend to agree with these statements. I am comfortable without close emotional relationships. It is important to me for me to feel independent and self-sufficient. And I prefer not to depend on others or have others depend on me. People with this attachment style desire a high level of independence. The desire for independence often appears as an attempt to avoid attachment together. <laughs> they view themselves as self-sufficient and invulnerable to feelings associated with being closely attached to others. They often deny needing close relationships. Some may even view close relationships as relatively unimportant. Not surprisingly, they seek less intimacy with attachments, whom they often view less positively than they view themselves. Investigators commonly note the defensive character of this attachment style. People with dismissive, avoidant attachment style tend to suppress and hide their feelings. They tend to deal with rejection by distancing themselves from the source of the rejection, i.e. their attachment um any attachments or relationships. Fearful, avoidant attachment. They are unstable, fluctuating, confused view of self and others. People who have losses, uh, trauma, sexual abuse in childhood and adolescence may often develop this type of attachment. And they tend to agree with the following statement. I am somewhat uncomfortable getting close to others. I want emotional closeness relationships but I find it difficult to completely trust others or to depend on them. And I sometimes worry that I will be hurt if I allow myself to become too close to other people. They tend to feel uncomfortable with emotional closeness. And the mixed feelings are combined with sometimes unconscious negative views about themselves and their attachments. They are commonly viewed or they commonly view themselves as unworthy of response from their love objects. They, or love interests, they do not trust their intentions. And they are similar to avoided attachment style people with um, seeking less intimacy from attachments and frequently suppress and deny their feelings. Because of this, they are much less comfortable expressing affection. A few examples include the role of attachment in affect regulation, support, intimacy, and jealousy. Now, these examples are briefly discussed here, but attachment also plays the roles in many other interactions not discussed in this episode, right? So, such as affect regulation, conflict resolution, and communication. Now, what does this all mean, right? So attachment, I don't think, I don't look at attachment as the end all the be all. I think that people of color are very skeptical of sciences and these studies, right? Done by white people on white people, right? But I think that attachment has a lot to, to say with who we are and why we're attracted to what we're attracted to. So in my own family, I think I mentioned before that even though now I'm very, I believe that I'm very securely attached because I think that attachment is immutable. I think that once you know something, you will be able to correct it, right? So now I believe that I'm very securely attached. Um, I love intimacy. I love being intimate. 
with an, another person, not just sexually, but um, being vulnerable, telling them how I feel and, ex and expecting them to meet my needs. I expect that if I love someone and if they say they love me, then they will expect they will meet my needs as long as they're reasonable um, expressions of love, right? If they're reasonable needs, that they will meet them. But I also think that even though I had a very secure mother in that we never went hungry, we never starved, she didn't, you know, beat us to excess. Sometimes I got warped a little bit. But um, she didn't, she, she wasn't abusive. She wasn't, she was very responsive to certain needs. My mother was also emotionally cold a little bit. And that makes sense because of her upbringing. And my dad was so inconsistently all over the, like his energy is like this and my mother's energy is like this, which is weird because they're both Capricorns. Although my therapist is like astrology. Like he makes that face when I talk about <laughs> astrology, but whatever. Like they, their birthdays are very similar, but their personalities are like two different extremes of the same spectrum whereas my dad was like narcissistic over here and my mother is like schizoid over here and i won't go into that because that is that's a conversation for a whole nother day but um if i were you i would tune into our thursday live chats because i'm going to talk about both of those personality types on the four personality types that you need to avoid if you want to get emotional connections but because of the, their personality types i believe that i'm like a perfect mix of the both of them so I can be very narcissistic and I think that all of us have narcissistic traits in us I'm not pathologically narcissistic I don't love myself above all other like other people like if there's a, a choice for me doing what I want or what my partner needs for me to do as long as it's not compromising me in any way and it will make him really happy I'll do that if it's a choice between myself or my child, I always choose my kid. Um, even though as he's getting older, that's that's a harder choice for me to for me to continue to make. You know, so I I do think that selfishness as narcissism is usually bastardized to believe that narcissism is just extreme selfishness i do think selfishness has gotten a bad rap because self-care and self-love is self-preservation right but what narcissism is is that selfishness that uh, that denies you the ability to get close to anyone else and that's the extreme part that you cannot function you're so damn selfish that nobody wants to be bothered. Like Trump level selfishness is narcissism. Like he only gives a shit about himself. And I don't want to be political, but he's like the most famous narcissist on the planet right now. Right. So having both of those extremes as my parents, I feel like I'm like directly in the middle of the two of them where I have a healthy level of in in independence and a healthy level of interdependence, which I got from my mother and from my father. So I, what I don't like about attachment theory is that it doesn't take into account both parents, right? I believe that personality development is literally like, uh, you know, pennies in a piggy bank. I think that our personality is like a piggy bank. 
and we get certain, you know, monies, right? Certain investments from our family and our community, whether it's, you know, it's our personality types, our, you know, religious backgrounds, our cultural beliefs, our social norms, our uh, psychological and emotional development traits, how those things are nurtured, the responsiveness of our parents, abuse and trauma and poverty, right? So some of that, some of the things that are put in our piggy banks are pennies, some of them are nickels, some of them are dimes, some of them are quarters and dollars, right? And so now we all don't have the same amount of experiences in our bank. And some of us are deficit, they have de deficits. Some of us are in the red and some of us are in the black, right? And the black is a good thing in this in this case but you know we have to start thinking about the things that have been deposited in us and how we then use that as the investment for the rest of our lives and a lot of us are not doing the work that we need to do to make sure that we are making those same deposits into our children um and we're not doing the same deposits into our lives as adults and we're not doing the same work to to understand what we inherited and how that affects us psychology is no different than genetics it's just this thing that we get when we show up right and the psychological and emotional investments that our parents give us we're just born into it right sometimes our temperament affects it and we as as human beings and children we just assume that if my daddy is not around that he doesn't love us or that is something that i must have did to make our parents you know get a divorce that's that whole narcissism of childhood but we're supposed to grow out of that we're supposed to get at to a level where we understand that adult relationships are complicated they always are they always will be and so we have to kind of think about how we can take what we've been given and explore the paths that we need to explore to do better and to get better and to have better and it is our job to make sense of it so that we can have happy, healthy lives. And hopefully I would like to help you guys do that or provide support with the things that we're doing. I hope you guys join us on our Thursday chat on our Facebook page and on the Black Therapist Podcast Instagram at 3 p.m. where we're going to talk about these things. I have already come up with two topics that I wanted to talk about, which was one building boundaries in, in toxic families and the second was personality types to avoid and the third one was because i had two topics but I, it was really three the third one was uh going more in depth with attachment disorder so this week we'll talk about attachment disorders dm me leave me a comment um ask me questions text me well, text me you can well yeah you can text me to get happy all one word to 66866 you can text me there but um you know send me an email at black therapist podcast and submit your questions because if you have questions about attachment disorder or attachment styles or attachment um or attachments toxic relationships with families and building boundaries and the four personality types that you should avoid it may be more than four by the time i really start going into it but i have four off the top of my head that I think you need to run 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 away from if they they come to say you know hey what's happening baby or 
suck ma. <laughs> As they say, what's up, ma? You see that? What's up, ma? You like, yeah, go across the street when you hear that coming. So, I mean, those are the topics that I have. But if you have a suggestion for topics, I'm going to do this for the next four weeks. But if we like it, we may roll it over and we can do it for eight weeks. So, um, yeah, if you're ready to join our mini course or our free mini course, uh, Healthy Relationship Building for Boss Chicks, learn relationship cheat codes in 20 minutes a day then you know text get happy to 66866 or dm us on social media and ask for the link to the course and i will gladly share it with you at that time if you want my t-shirt hey, if you want my t-shirt <laughs> dm me your size um this is i think we have like five t-shirt styles this one says master your mind the other one says black therapist podcast the other one says, your mind is my business. The other one says, happy is the new black. Um, I haven't posted them on my page yet, like I said, because I don't want to post my stuff up and miss my blessings. If y'all going to like my stuff and you're going to want to to buy it, I want to make sure that it's ready for you to buy. So the, the site, like I said, according to my assistant, is going to be up in less than a week if I do what I have to do. But these t-shirts are really, really cool. I cannot wait to to do the mugs um because i did i designed everything myself working with a designer who's an amazing designer to get these things done and i wanted them done a certain certain way and to be honest with you my mommy helped me my mommy helped me make the t-shirts and i know that is good when my mother's like oh the key that i like that because my mother doesn't like anything she's like my hardest critic besides myself my mother is my hardest critic and she was like "Ooh, those are real nice so when mommy likes it then i know that's a good deal so if you want the t-shirts dm me your size i will let you know what i have a stock and you can maybe hit me up on paypal and we'll figure out a shipping way to ship it because i don't even know what i'm doing yet but we'll figure out a way to get it to you um asap because within the next two weeks i want to be up and operational with this thing because we have like a plethora of shirts and i gotta get these things out of my house because i ordered a lot okay all right so this has been your episode of black therapist podcast make sure to hit us up if you are watching me on youtube do you see that my hair is straight hello hair i don't know what's going on with me and my hair but y'all keep us in your prayers um that's it Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Black Therapist Podcast. Once again, you can follow us on all our social media sites at Black Therapist Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, as well as Black in Therapy on Facebook. Or you can follow your hosts, me, Miss M-S-N-I-K-I, thanks, on Instagram and Twitter, as well as you can find out any information about me at Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, banks.com, and on the show's website, Black Therapist podcast.com and don't forget if you want to send us any general feedback show suggestions uh show topics or guest ideas please feel free to drop us an email at black at gmail.com thank you be well